Welcome to Brazos Matters. I'm Jay Sokol. Okay, so let's take a guy who was a city manager in various locations for 27 years. He leaves the profession, joins the private sector, but then feels the call to get back into public service, but this time not as the top guy, but as a department head. I mean, what a breeze. This guy is playing three-dimensional career chess while the rest of us are playing checkers, I think. So our guest today is the director of Bryan Parks Recreation and Facilities. Brad Stafford, thanks for being here. Hey, Jay, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate you having me on. You gave me a little too much credit there. No, no. I've never been a chess player. No, no, no. We see what you're doing here. First of all, let's, let's get this right out of the way. How much do you regret attending Texas Tech? Oh, no. I love Texas Tech. I know that's hard for you guys to hear whenever I'm sitting here on the But A&M it's in campus. Lubbock, Brad. Well, you know, that's where I grew up. So, okay. I, I, you okay. know, you have to you have to love it to live there. And uh, But it, it was great. I, Texas Tech was good to me. That's what everybody who goes to Tech says. Yeah. And I have lots of friends who did. Okay. So you were in city management forever. And now you're with the city of Bryan overseeing a few big functions. So comparatively speaking, is it a snap or is it harder than you thought? Well, I'm not going to say it's a snap, but it's not harder than I thought. Okay. Um, that's kind of a – I didn't give you an answer. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's uh, – I'm, I'm going to say it's fun because this is the part of city management that I loved was handling the, the pretty things, the fun things. Right. the And, I, you know, some people say it's odd having the facilities under me as well, but I actually like that because it's part of making the place – better and making things great for our community well and that's not totally foreign to you you've had to pay attention to facilities uh in your previous roles right yeah almost 28 years yeah Uh actually i would say 32 because i did it whenever i was not a city manager as well yeah so as someone who has not been a career parks and recreation guy how difficult has it been to walk in and understand that world so so not too bad. I mean, you know, my degree was in recreation and parks administration. Oh, okay. So, and and I spent some time, I spent a, an internship with the city of Baytown. So until I came here, that was the largest city I had ever had experience in. Okay. Uh, but it was, uh, it wasn't that bad. The, you know, you're, you're touching everything as a city manager. It's on a different level, but you're touching it all. And so it, it really hasn't been that difficult. Yeah. So in my experience with the city of Bryan, which was many years ago, um, I I saw that Bryan Parks and Recreation was small but extremely mighty in terms of department size. What is your impression, Ben? So I would say the same thing. I think that, you know, I, I say this every day. I am so impressed with the staff that is in place. You know, I, I can't take credit for putting anyone in place, but I will say Someone put a really good staff together, um, very, you know, very knowledgeable, hardworking, and I believe that we we do put out a lot of work for a small group. Yeah, and I think we provide some really nice parks and facilities for the city. Well, I'm glad you said that because. I, I think the tendency is for people here to not realize what kind of inventory of parks and amenities exists, really in both cities, but especially in Bryan, because so much 
might be tucked away in neighborhoods or what have you. But talk a little bit about the 50-something uh, parks and amenities that you oversee. So so I'll tell you this. I, I went home after the first few weeks, and I told my wife, I said, Hey, Mary, you're not going to believe the quality of the parks at the city of Bryan. And it's just it's a hidden gem. Um, you know, I, they just haven't had the publicity. And, of course, we're working really hard right now to change the publicity of our parks. But, right. you know, it, you know, everybody knows about Midtown. But they don't realize all of these other community parks and area parks that we have that are just unbelievable. The trails, um, the playground systems, and just the open space that we have. Uh, you know, I, I have just been amazed. I, I love to just go walk around and look at and think, this is so awesome to, to see that this city has these, this quality of park system. What are some places you've had a chance to check out so far? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I have been to all of them. You you have been? Yeah. Already? Well, yeah, I'm not going to tell you that I can get to them very easy, but I, you know, I have Google Maps. And I got to them, and I have looked at all of them because I felt like that was my responsibility. I need to go look at them. So I, at least when somebody calls or has a conversation with me, I have an idea of where we are. But you've only been on the job how long? Well, I've been here four months. Four months. Okay. Yeah, okay. So. All right. All right. If I haven't seen them, I'm, something's probably wrong. Okay. Um, right. But, it, you know, I'm not as familiar with some as I am others because I have to be in some of them a little more often. Right. But I've been to all. I think I'm impressed with every one. I, do I see things that I would like to see improve? Sure. Yeah. Uh, just like anybody else. So some favorite spots so far? So I really like Austin's Colony Park. Um I don't know why. I think it's because of all the deer that are out there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yep. But I do like that park. I like – actually, Heritage Park is just so cool. That's a great park. Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, you know, because of the neighborhood uh-huh. and because of, you know, just the it, – it's so historic feeling. When you're, when you're out there, you feel like you've gone back in time. And for people who don't know, I think that's in what's called the East Side Historical District or something like that. Yeah. And it's just surrounded by these beautiful period homes. It, it is. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's not, it doesn't have a big playground in it. It's It's got a walking trail. It's got a gazebo. It's got benches, tr- beautiful trees. And, and you know, we're, doing, we're getting ready to do a little work out there, too. And it, it's just, I don't know. I go out there. I had lunch out there one day when it was a when it was a little nicer weather than it is today, right. and it was just it was so cool to sit there and just look around and think about the people that have gone through that park over the years. Yes, uh, because you know Bryan is a is a much older city. I think incorporated in 1871, and I would think some of those homes date to to then or even before. And uh, yeah, yeah I, you can cool. very easily see. Um, people 150 years ago wandering through the same oh, yeah. park you're in yeah it's really cool that's very cool so you're now sitting in these meetings with other department heads and i'm sure you're um, you're either thinking to yourself or saying out loud uh as city manager king register is talking mm, that's not what i would do um <laughs> no but seriously you you probably know the secret sauce when it comes to asking for budget increases or for managing up like are you able to operate pretty well in in this role knowing what Keen and Joey Dunn and Hugh Walker are dealing with yeah I think that it the trans I was a little concerned about that transition after so many years of of sitting in the hot seat right 
Um, but it's actually not been as difficult as I thought. And, you know, of course, part of that is knowing those guys for so many years. You know, we have a relationship, and, and I respect them so much, and, and, and as well as all of our other directors and other staff. Um, but I think that it was – it was not too hard to sit there. It's been easier to sit down and be quiet. I know that most people that have known me for any amount of time say there's no way Stafford can be quiet, but I've, it's been a lot easier than I thought to sit there and just listen yeah. and and buy into the decisions that are being made because that's their responsibility. And I think I think that actually helps is that I understand the role they play a lot more than most, and I also understand the when they have their reasoning, I understand that reasoning because I've been there and I had to I had to do the same thing. Are you able to then translate their perspectives and challenges and constraints and all that down to your staff in a way that maybe they haven't been able to understand before? So, so that's a that's a really interesting question. I actually had this conversation with Hugh Walker yesterday about some of the staff asking me questions about why this decision is made or what's happening there and their their question included you've sat in that seat before so i want to know why Mm -hmm. and so i was able to offer that perspective and I i think give that understanding of you know because we get so focused in a department and and i say that because that's where i am now you get focused on your department and you kind it's not easy to see the the whole forest well, that's right. And so um, I think it, it gives a different perspective, and I think it's been a, a really help to the staff. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is difficult because you want everything that you could possibly get for your own group. Sure. I mean, that's what you're there to do. It's only natural. But you do have to understand that, well, you know, public safety is important. They do need yeah. funding. Uh, so do all these other functions and support groups and, and so forth. And, and being able to paint that picture for staff is not always easy yeah and I, th- I think that that has helped to have me in there but you know on the other hand you have to admit that uh, the parks and recreation department over recent years has has been blessed to, to have a nice budget to really make some positive yes difference uh in the city yes absolutely well if you would talk about some of the the projects that are underway right now uh you know Midtown Park is is obviously high visibility, but um, I know you probably have more things going on than that. We do. Of course, you know, Midtown does take a lot of our time. We have a lot lot of irons in the fire over there. But, you know, we're working right now on replacing a lot of our, just our picnic tables, benches, trash receptacles throughout our park system. Uh, We're trying to put together... um, which parks will receive new playground equipment this year that you know we, we obviously can't fund all the needs uh but we're, we're going to be able to replace some and we're right in the middle of of making those plans and trying to really we've you know we've narrowed it down I'm, i probably won't go into that yet but we've narrowed it down to some of the playgrounds that need to be replaced and then now we're trying to make sure we can fit all that into the budget and these things are not cheap you're right. It is so expensive anymore, and I, I'm I'm amazed at how much prices have increased. Just you know, in the last three or four years, um, for all of this equipment that we're purchasing, um, it's just it's hard to believe. But I know everybody's everybody's got that same issue. Uh, 
Yeah. And no matter what department you're in. Right. Well, and, and I don't know what the typical lifespan is for, I guess it depends on uh, how heavily used a particular park is, but you know, you put in a new, uh, batch of playground equipment i don't know if you get 10 years off of that i don't know if you get longer or less what it's all going to depend i yeah. mean you're right it depends on how it's treated how it's maintained right but you know normally you're going to get 15 20 years hopefully out of out of those okay. pieces of equipment okay um talk about some other projects you have besides considering which uh playscapes to to replace <laughs> <laughs> well you know you've got We've got a lot of issues right now. That drought uh, this past summer was tough, so yes. so we're gonna have we're gonna be working on a lot of trees this this spring. Uh, it's been a concern of mine that so many of our so much of our plant material in our parks and at at our other facilities they've really suffered. Um, so we we're, we've got that, and that's going to be really high on our priority list. Right. To you know, because that's a safety issue. It's also a, a beautification issue. You know, we want to make sure we have good aesthetics everywhere we have uh, facilities. So well, and so many of these parks in Bryan have these towering oak trees. You know, I, I have to imagine a bunch of those things ended up going away. Yeah, and you know. Marcus and I were having a conversation this morning. You know, when when you start seeing crepe myrtles in this area suffer and die, and uh, you see yopons suffer and die, yeah. that's a bad sign for some of the trees that we have and and other plant material. And so that that is going to be a big issue in replanting and and taking care of that. So. Let's uh, pause for just a second. If if you just tuned in, I'm Jay Sokol. You're listening to Brazos Matters, and my guest is Brad Stafford. We're talking about Brian Parks, Recreation, and Facilities. So let's turn to facilities real quickly. Talk about that world. Yeah, so a lot of facilities <laughs> compared to where I came from. Uh, but really, you know, pretty good shape. We've got some things, you know, everybody knows you've got the PEC out there that's the Phillips Event Center that's um, – suffered uh but we're getting you know we're getting making progress over there and getting some things done and of course again you struggle with the uh, supply and demand of of all the parts and you know nothing that we buy is one easy to find yeah. and two not very inexpensive they're all expensive right uh so we've got that we've got of course work at uh midtown with multiple facilities over there and then just maintaining you know the justice center and libraries and you know it's a lot the animal shelters and uh, you know just everything yeah uh, but you know that's fun is because you've got to make sure that it looks nice it's presentable to the public it's presentable to the to our our customers are also our uh, co-workers sure and so we want to make sure that it's a nice presentable place no matter where they work that's and, right where you know when you as a citizen walk in we want you to have a good experience as well right and it's a recruiting tool you know if uh, if your facility isn't uh, too nice and you may not get the candidate who you want that's correct do you also have fleet services or no 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 okay. no jason gets to keep that okay so. <laughs> all right okay that makes sense so we've talked a lot about um parks related things that are here except i want you to talk a little bit about some amenities that uh, Brian Parks and Recreation has that maybe College Station doesn't have or even some of the other surrounding communities. Because really, you've got 
some offerings that uh, folks may not be aware of. Yeah, of course. I think the one of the big things that we do right now is we've got some dedicated pickleball areas that we have worked with the Brazos Valley Pickleball Association to provide them uh, some court access that that kind of gives them a, a, a leg up. And we would like, you know, of course, we'd like to produce or provide a few more sites, but you know, that's that all takes time and money, right? Um, you know, one of the things that I found early on when I was here is a, an archery range. And uh, I just thought that was so cool that we have an archery range in one of our parks. Is that at Austin's Colony? It is. I think it I is. remember that. Yeah, it's really nice. And, uh, of course, our trails are, are, I think, just really beautiful trails. And um, and then, of course, we offer we, we do have a lot of offering programming for, from a recreation side as well that yeah. you know I'm not going to say that they don't offer it and you know we're I, I don't think it's a competition I think no. that it's a just to making sure that we all provide for the area residents uh, entertainment and beautiful places f- for them to to entertain themselves yes I, I think to a great extent there has been intention to as you said not necessarily uh, provide competing amenities but complementary amenities yeah and i think that's that's important you know we're some people would say we're large but we're not really that large when you come i mean to combine the two populations it's a pretty good size community yes but you don't want to oversaturate with certain things and then one of them flounders right or or all of them flounder so i think it's important that we take into account on each side of the each city side what what we offer sure so let's see if i remember correctly you've got you've got a heated pool right we do have a heated pool that's over at open uh, open year round brian aquatic center that's correct so so that's unique i think that is unique um let's see you've got a whole host of Horseshoe pits that I think is unique. We have, I, I don't remember how many horseshoe pits, but it's we a have a bunch. lot. <laughs> it is a bunch. And and I think at least some of those who are ADA accessible, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's really nice to have that option as well. Yeah. Any other uh, unique amenities that come to mind? Well, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything, but those two are really a, a real big deal. Um, that heated pool is the, you know, that's a, that's a really nice thing. And, and I've had a lot of calls about that and people that are still finding out that we have a heated pool. That's one of the things that I feel like that we've got to market a little more is that, that we do have that heated pool. Yeah. That's a, that's a special offering for sure. Are there other things that, that maybe we haven't heard much about in terms of what is coming? Any bigger projects that you haven't talked much about that, would be worth mentioning um in our general park system no but it you know of course at midtown i think everybody knows we're, get, we're getting ready to uh, start construction on a uh, tennis multi-purpose center out there uh, that was a little project in conjunction with texas a&m that's an indoor facility indoor tennis facility but it'll also be multi-purpose so it'll be able to serve you know wrestling dance competitions or cheer competitions all type of things. Right. Very, it's, we kind of been calling it a mini legends event center. <laughs> um, but we have a, um, I think what's going to be really cool for this area is when we get that signature park built, that signature playground out at Midtown. And we've started that process, uh, you know, th- uh, 
thanks to a really generous donation uh, from Doug French, yeah. um, we, um, we're going to be able to build a really nice playground for, you know, all ages. Um, you know, you and I may even go out there and enjoy ourselves on that. Of course, I enjoy myself on all the playgrounds. So, um, you know, I've been, been known to not act my age. Right. Well, <laughs> do you already know, has there been any conceptual work done, design work done to where you know some of the, the things that will be there, some of the elements? Well, you know, we're very early in that. Okay. Jay, um, we've put some things together. We're still tweaking what we want to try to do. Yeah. And, uh, we've spent a little time looking at, at other communities large parks like that trying to you know just trying to make sure because we want this to be um, something that really is an attraction that that our community as well as other communities in the area um, can enjoy yeah are you finding yourself trying to determine the right balance between look we're building things that that serve the residents of the city of Bryan versus hey here's some things we hope will uh, cater more to visitors and, and drive a little bit of, of, of tourism. Have you had to try to determine where that balance is yet? Well, I, you know, I think we have a pretty good balance with that. It's, um, you know, because we all understand we're serving our citizens, but at the same time, we want to make sure and, and make this place as inviting as possible to as many visitors as we can. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that, that there are some people that, that have been very concerned that, they feel like that it's a cater to strictly to visitors, and it is not. You know, even Legends Event Center, um, you know, we have open gym. It's for it's for our community. It's right. for the community. Yes, we have times where it's locked down because of tournaments. You know, I mean, you can't get in there and just uh, have an open gym to play in during tournaments. Or, you know, we we've even hosted uh, career fairs in the event center, hmm. and so you know we're. So we're kind of having to balance that, but I think that it's it's real simple. I mean, we know who we serve, right. and we want to make sure we do the best job that we can. Yeah. We talked a tiny bit about budget earlier, and I know that uh, you're not too deep into the current fiscal year, but, but budget planning is now year-round. Of course, it has been for you as a city manager <laughs> forever, but are there, are there things that you and your staff are looking at and thinking – you know what, we, we really need to ask for this, whether it happens this next fiscal year or the one after that. What What's kind of on the radar in terms of needs? I guess I would say, of course. Yes. We're always looking for things, and we, we have all kind. you know, we're full of ideas. You yeah. know, that's, I've always told city councils in the past that I had a whole lot more ideas than I had money. Sure. Um, but, yeah, we've we've got some things. There, there's some something that's been high on my list since I got here was – um, landscaping in our downtown, yeah. downtown Bryan. I love downtown Bryan. I think it's a beautiful location. And I, as I've worked through this, I see a lot of potential that we need to, to work on. And so that's something that, that I'd like to see us improve. Um, of course, I'd like to continue to, to replace some of these aging playgrounds and get them in, improved and improve the turf grass in some areas. And, uh, I actually want to see us um, make some major improvements in uh, at BRAC, at the athletic center out yeah, there. Yeah, the regional athletic, athletic complex. Yeah. And uh, 
so and something else that I have noticed since I've been here is there's not a place to fish. You know, we do have the lake at Midtown, and you can go out to Lake Bryan. Right. But our park systems don't have little ponds and places. And of course, I'm a fisherman, so I guess of that's course, right. of course, I would notice that, right? But that's one of the things that I've brought up to Hugh. I was like, I'm going to start finding us a, a place to find some some community lakes and ponds, so that our residents have a place close to home to go wet a hook. Now that that's an interesting idea. I know College Station has you know two or three places at least to where where residents can do that. Right. And and residents know the date that it's going to be stocked. Yes. Uh, because you know when the sun comes up, you see a crowd. But uh, that's an interesting idea about trying to establish something like that in Bryan. Yeah, it's just it's it was something after, as I was touring all of our parks just clicked with me and of course like i said everybody knows i like to fish so that's you know that's kind of odd coming from west texas because we don't have water out there but uh but i do love to fish and that's just it's something that i think really is a great opportunity and you see people that would take advantage of it if it was close close to home right and you know midtown we will eventually have some fishing out there uh, but i'd like to get it in some more neighborhoods right your experience, not just in the city of Navasota, but but elsewhere, have have you some things in your in your head that you were like, you know what, that was a great facility, that was a great amenity, that was a great program there. I would love at some point to bring that into Brian. You have anything from your background that you at some point would like to implement? Well. So I, t- I talked a little earlier about the downtown, and, and I'm very proud of what we did in, in downtown Navasota in the beautification side. And, um, you know, we were we were 10 years behind the city of Bryan. And so that means that a lot of the Bryan landscaping and all is reaching its uh, lifespan because plant material in a downtown setting, it, it can struggle right. after, a, after a certain amount of years. Right. And so... You know, that's something that I want to bring in um, is is how to beautify and bring and bring more people down to to that area to enjoy what yeah. what we've created. Yeah. So we've got just a little bit of time left. Is there anything that you jotted down and brought in here that you want to make sure you you mentioned to us before I let you go? Well, I, you know, I want to remind our citizens that we do have our um, rec leagues sign ups going on right now. Uh, for softball and and um, some other some of some of our other sports, we've also you know don't forget the the swimming pool, you right? Know, the aquatic center out there, um, and then we're coming up quickly on the spring, and in spring we'll have even more opportunities for people to sign up and and find a, a rec league that they fully enjoy and uh, compete with their friends in a friendly competition friendly competition that's what it's all about everybody you just want everybody to have fun fun yeah that's you know I, i've told everybody i took the job that's fun you are a champ for coming here brad stafford thanks so much for the talk we enjoyed it very much thanks for inviting me i, I really enjoyed it absolutely and if you get a chance folks go visit their website bryantx.gov slash parks and you can find out all the things uh, that Brad's been talking about. Brazos Matters is a production of Aggieland's Public Radio, 90.9 KAMU-FM, a member of Texas A&M University's Division of Marketing and Communications. Our show is engineered and edited by Matt Dittman. You can learn more about us 
and check out all of the Brazos Matters archives at kamu.tamu.edu slash radio or on your favorite podcast platform. You can find us all over the place. I'm Jay Sokol. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.